Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Formula. This is week 12 of our picks show where we go through our five favorite picks, um, five favorite games. And uh, we'll start out here. We have the Ravens versus Jaguars. I believe we all have a pick from this game. Yeah. Yeah, I'll jump in here. Um, I like the under 43 and a half here. Uh, I think the Ravens defense is still rounding into form. Um, obviously, picking up Roquan has, has helped them significantly. Uh, Kyle Hamilton has been one of the best safeties in the league. Um, so I see the Jaguars having trouble scoring. And then we saw the Ravens offense struggle against the Panthers last week. Um, and they obviously rely extremely heavily on the run. Um, I like the Jaguars linebacking core. I think they give that run game a little bit of problems. So I'm going to take the under 43 and a half here. Okay. What do you got here, Corey? Yeah, I got the Ravens minus four. I, I think it's easy bet. Um, I don't think the Jaguars are a good team. I'll say it all year long, or I have said it all year long. They are trending upwards, still not there. Um, they are one and six ATS in the last seven. Um, the under has actually gone in five of the last six games in Jacksonville. Uh, so I actually like the under bet as well there, um, Alex. Um, yeah, they just, you know, they might play close games, but um, I think this is a Baltimore team that's taken off. Um, they're moving in the right direction. The one thing that does scare me is their outside pieces on offense aren't the best um, when you're relying on, you know, Duvernay and um, uh, Demarcus Robinson to lead you in uh, receiving receptions on the outside um, kind of hurts. You need one of those guys to explode. Um, but yeah, the, the Baltimore's defense, I think is going to give, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence just headaches all day long. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a close game at all. Um, give me the Ravens to win by at least seven here. Yeah, I'm with you, Corey. Um, I'm not really a believer in Jacksonville at all, to be honest with you. The only teams they've beaten are the Colts, the Raiders, and a fluke Chargers win as well. So um, we're kind of seeing the team that they're the level of team that they're able to beat. And I don't think the Ravens are anywhere near that level. So uh, I like minus four. I think they could win by a touchdown. Um, I guess noting the risk, Alex was saying they're not as uh, explosive as an offense as they that we've seen in years past, but um, I don't think Jags defense is anything to write home about. So uh, I like Lamar to get it done Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, I'm going to be on the opposite side of Corey and Nick here. I won't be surprised if the Jaguars actually win this game, um, you know, at, at home. The Ravens just, I mean, they just aren't, they're, they're like an average to barely above average team, in my opinion. And everyone thinks they're always so much better than they actually are. Lamar always starts off like hot and then he just like fizzles out like, as the season goes on. And Mark Andrews is like the only weapon there. Just got to lock him down. Jaguars, I think, can do that with their defense. Um I think they're kind of more equipped to stop someone like Mark Andrews if that's the only guy they have to stop. And I think it is like, there's no one else they have to worry about. Uh, I mean, um, Lamar Jackson is a weapon. <laughs> he doesn't, he, I mean, he runs, but doesn't run it as much, but yeah, I mean, 
if the only thing you have to worry about in the whole game is the, the quarterback running the ball, I think you have a good shot uh, at winning. And um, yeah, I'm going to side with the Jaguars here. Again, they've played close games the entire season. They've been in every single game. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Jaguars plus four here. Next game, we got the Broncos going to play the Panthers. Just I don't know, this game, lowest total on the Can't board. You're betting it. Yeah, I'm the only one betting this game here of us four. The spread's two and a half in favor of the Broncos, and like I have to take it. Like I'm sorry, like Sam Darnold in his first start, um, coming in against this incredible Broncos defense. That's just been locked down all year. As you've probably seen the stat, if the Broncos have scored like 18, just 18 points in the regular season all year, they in before uh, overtime, they'd be eight and two. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, eight and two. Now they got to play the Panthers. You know, I I don't think Judy will be back, but I don't think they'll, they'll need him. Um, they finally got rid of Melvin Gordon, which has cost them like four of their damn games. Like legit, he's cost them like four games with his fumbling issues. Um, so now they got rid of him. Uh, Latavius Murray's not some great back, but he's able to at least not turn the ball over. So we got Mike Boone take... coming off IR. They have, I, no, they have no. the no? Mac attack. Yeah, Marlon Mac. Mac. Who's it's it's Latavius Murray. He's like the bell cow in this uh, offense. Um, yeah, at less than a field goal against the Carolina Panthers. Absolutely. I'm taking the Broncos here. All right. All right. Next we have the Falcons going to play the commanders who have looked pretty good with Taylor Heineke as of late, you know, they're getting chase young back here. Um, what do we got? We'll start with Nick before we go to you, Alex. Yeah, I actually like what the commanders have been doing the past couple weeks. Um, I think they've won like four out of their last five, something like that. Um, but they're in the hunt. Like you're saying, I think Chase Young's going to add another dimension to an already great defensive line. Um, so I really like that this week for them. Uh, hopefully he brings in a couple sacks. And I think it's just a good matchup for them against a team we only see pass 15, 20 times a game and a team that within those 15 targets just lost probably their best talent in Kyle Pitts. So I think game script wise uh, certainly leans in favor of the commanders here. I think they could get it done and really limit that Falcons offense to under 20 points. And uh, you know, I, I don't hate Heineke. I think he's, he's doing all right. Um, fantasy wise. I mean, you love what Terry McLaurin's been putting together. So um, we'll wait to see if Adrian Terrell plays, but um, I, I like the matchup for the commanders here. Yeah. Nick, way to lay it out, man. Um, yeah. Of the week for me is commanders minus four. Like you said, Kyle Pitts going down um, in an already depleted passing attack, as well as Washington getting Chase Young back, like PB mentioned. Um so everything that Washington does well on defense combats what the Falcons do well on offense. Um, and I think, like you're saying, Nick, these guys, they rally around Heineke. I mean, he's not going to make any sort of 
you know, he's not going to win you a ton of games, but when their defense is playing as well as they are, and they've got weapons on the outside, um, Antonio Gibson has been playing pretty well out of the backfield as well. Um, yeah, love the commanders minus four this week. Um, another little tidbit right now, they're getting 56% of the bets, bets, 76% of the money. Um, so when you get a differential 20% there, that big, it's a good indication of where the sharps are at. Um, so just another reason why I like them and why it's my lock of the week. Yeah. So was- you're saying we're sharps now. <laughs> are we sharps do 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 i think all four of us we all have winning records in our picks yeah. season, so yeah. that's pretty hard to do yeah um, if we finish over 52 percent, technically considered a sharp so sharp <laughs> yeah I, if i were to pick i definitely like your guys side of the commanders like it's just a bad matchup for the Falcons. It's a horrible matchup for the Falcons. yeah you expose the commanders in the secondary and they're not equipped to do that. Yeah. Um, all right. Next, we got the Bengals go, uh, coming off of their bye. Jamar Chase coming back against the Titans. Uh, Officially? We'll start... Yeah, he's coming back. Is oh, that's great. Love to have him. I thought yeah, there was a like, It sounds like, they ex- but... sounds like they expect him to be back. So unless there's a setback. Uh, we'll start with you, Nicholas. Yeah, I think uh, I'm excited for this is one of the mo- the games I'm most excited for this week. Uh, playoff matchup. This is two wild card teams in the hunt. Uh, game's going to mean a lot. They're going to be putting it all on the line. And uh, I came into this with a pick of the over 41 and a half, um, mainly because I think the Bengals could put up 30 alone uh, just based off what they're able to do through the air on kind of a week. Titans secondary and uh you know I think the the other side the Titans can put up 14 21 points no problem so for me that's that's adding up to hit the over so that's where I'm playing this week I think it'll be a good game though I'm excited for it yeah I think this is a good game too um love hearing that they're confident Chase is going to be back that's huge obviously um best best weapon they have on offense. Um, Give me the Bengals minus one and a half. I think the Titans are going to have trouble keeping pace with uh, a healthy Bengals offense. Obviously the Titans pretty much are only scoring with King Henry. Traylon Burks came back last, last week or two weeks ago, looked good last week, but um, I I think that the Bengals, yeah, yeah. I think that the Bengals are, are well equipped to, um, to, to really score here. And I think that the Titans have trouble keeping up again, another little tidbit here on the betting front, Cincinnati's getting 40% of the bets, 83% of the money right now, which is about a big, yeah, it's about as big a differential as you're going to see. <laughs> and when you see something where the bets are sub 50% and the money is significantly higher than 50%, that again, giant indication of where the sharps are at means the public loves the titans which seems a bit odd um so makes me like it even more yep my lock of the week is the Bengals. i believe every time this year that i've had the Bengals as my lock of the week they have won there they have covered the spread um the titans 
I, I'm going to love to bet against all throughout. You know, if they make the playoffs, great. I, I'm going to bet against them. The Bengals are very equipped to beat the Titans. How you beat the Titans is in the passing game. Uh, their secondary is not good. And Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, getting chased back, one of the best, top three receiver cores in the whole league. Like, And you should, just looking at this line, the, the Titans are 7-3 and three playing at home, and they're underdogs. That just shows you how Vegas – does not respect the Titans either, but they have to like show them uh, the smallest amount of respect by making it plus two. Um, but the Bengals, like, I think this should be closer to like a touchdown spread. Like the Bengals are going to spank the Titans here. Um, and then Derrick Henry, you know, when they're playing from behind from like several scores, he's, they're not gonna be able to run the ball as much just plays into the Bengals game script here. And, uh, yeah, absolutely love the Bengals in this spot. Yeah, I like the over too, Nick. I like that. Pick. Yeah, I like – I actually don't mind the over as well because I think the Bengals score over 30 by themselves. Um, okay. Texans going to play the Dolphins. Dolphins coming off the bye, minus 13 spread. Corey, what do we got? Yeah, it's an easy choice again here for me. Uh, the Texans suck. I'm picking on the AFC South this week. Um, they're in disarray. I think they want to lose. That's why they hired Lovey Smith as their head coach. No offense yeah. to Lovey Smith, but Kyle he's sucked out. Sorry to cut you yeah. off. No, yeah, and yeah, it's they don't know who they have at quarterback. They thought it was Davis Mills. It's obviously not Davis Mills. Um, so now they're going to. I don't know. I don't understand the move to Allen. Um, it's not really. I mean, it's not like Kyle. This is not his first year, is it? Or am I? Uh, no, he's played before. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah, why? He started think... for the the football team before yeah. they were the Commanders for a little You're bit. Right. Or, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't see that why that even makes sense to do that because if you really do think maybe Davis Mills is the guy, they don't think just... that. Why would they think that? No, no. I but what I'm saying is like just continue the season with him. Why? Why go to like? Are you trying to win games now? Like all of a sudden you figure out you're one and eight. You're like. Yeah, it, it doesn't really make sense, the whole move. Um, I don't know what it really does for the offense. Um, probably nothing. Um, only person I stop on that team is Damian Pierce, which was done last week by the commanders. I think he had like 10 yards. Yeah, it was like 18, I think, something like yeah. that. I know that Miami's you know uh, defensive front is not as good as the commanders, but it's still the Dolphins, and the Dolphins score a shit ton of points. Um, they're coming off a bye. They are probably fully healthy, if not all the way healthy, um, to think about it. Um, look at their um, – Texans run defense is also the worst in the league, and the Dolphins excel in the run game. And yeah. Mike McDaniel, one of the best coaches. Like, Yeah. Uh, Houston, 1-4 ATS last five. Um, you know, 0-5 in the last five. They haven't won in a while. I mean, they just they have nothing going for them. I mean – uh, you know, so and the Miami's 10 and one straight up last 11 home games. So if you're a little bit worried about the spread, just take them. I mean, I, I'd honestly throw them into a teaser or someone else. But uh, give me the Dolphins to uh, blow the doors off the Texans here. All right. Well, now we got the Bears going to play the Jets with some uncertainty here. The line kind of open around four and a half. Now it's sitting around five and a half. 
it's possible Justin Fields sits, but you know, if the line, the line hasn't moved a ton. Cause I think if it was from fields to Simeon, like this could be close, like even more in favor of the jets. So they might be saying they think he's going to play maybe just a little banged up. That's my guess. Um, But right now it's sitting at five and a half. Um, We'll start with, we'll start with the bears fan, Alex. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, uh, line hasn't moved a ton, which probably indicates fields is playing. Um, don't necessarily love that because the Jets defense is very good. They've got a very good D line. Um, so, you know, one bad hit might knock him out of this game. Jets also announced that Mike White is starting this week. Um, Mike White lightning, as we like to call him. Um, but again, you know, uh, a little worried about fields, taking a hit, getting knocked out of this game. Don't love the Jets offense at all. Um, so I'm going to go with the under here at 40 and a half. Um, I think that the Bears, if Fields is out there, he's going to have trouble passing the ball against the Jets secondary. Um, their D-line is good enough to get some pressure on him as well. And again, if he takes one bad hit, like he might get knocked out of the game and Trevor Simeon's in versus Mike White then. So um, give me the under 40 and a half, even though it's not many points. Uh like it better than picking a side here. Hey, I'm riding with you. I think last week we saw so many games. I think it was like up until the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, there was like two or three games under 10 points. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, the Patriots game was one of them. We saw a fluke defensive touchdown for that win, but like, wild. One. I think we're starting to hit that mid season lull and uh, the bears have been really hot. I, I do love them, but I think the Jets do have a pretty good defense. We know Salah is a great defensive-minded coach. We see that in action. He's got some good talent out there. Um, so I think, like you were saying, uh, beat up Bears team against Mike White, 40 points, not feeling it. So I'm also riding the under with you. Well, I'm going to actually be on one of the sides here because – I liked it at four and a half. Like I saw when it was four and a half and I took that, but I still like it at five and a half um, jets minus five and a half going against the bears at home with that incredible defense, whether it's fields or Simeon, like if they told me fields was playing, I, w- I would still like the jets like right around five and a half. Um, Mike white, you know, Zach Wilson's played horribly so far. And Mike White has shown flashes up upside, but I don't necessarily think he needs to have some like crazy three touchdown game to cover this. I do think you see someone like Elijah Moore finally get going. Last year we saw uh, like Elijah Moore was like his favorite target um, going down the stretch of last year when Elijah Moore was just crushing it. Uh, same with like Michael Carter. Uh, he loved targeting Carter. And uh, yeah, I just think, the Jets can pull can cover this even in a low scoring game. So give me the Jets minus five and a half here. Yeah, I didn't like anything. I had a pick and I just you guys started well, talking and I wanted to throw up. So tell me what it was before you changed it. I was gonna take I was gonna take the Bears, but oh. Alex worried me about I mean I knew Fields is hurt, but he's right. If he gets hit one time and then Trevor Simeon has to come in, like Jesus Christ, like no thank you. <laughs> So, and then the Jets, I, I think I don't 
uh, you know, Mike, Mike White is Mike White. I don't, I mean, if it's Joe Flacco, maybe a little bit more, you know, understanding of taking the, the five points, but I ain't touching the Jets. So, yeah, yeah, no. I'll, I'll take Jets. Yeah, it's supposed to be a rainy game, too. Yeah, windy. Windy and rainy in MetLife. <laughs> All right. Sounds Next, right. we got the just – Biggest disappointment. I I feel like the Raiders, like people, to me, the Broncos were the biggest disappointment because I thought they'd actually be good. The Raiders, some might say they're the biggest disappointment of the season. Like after what they, their coaching the sucks. It's yeah. the coaching there is so bad. Team is just garbage. Yeah. And they're going to play the Seahawks coming off of a bye. The Seahawks have looked great. Gino continues to look great. And Am, am I the only one with the pick in this game? Yep. Yes. Uh, well, I'm on the Seahawks minus three and a half coming uh, off the bye. Uh, you got the Raiders are one of the biggest pass funnel defenses there is. And I think Gino, like we'll get into DFS tomorrow, but I absolutely love Gino in this game. I think a big game from one of Lockett or Metcalf is coming this Sunday. I think this game could like be a shootout, like, you know, the 47 and a half. Like I, I actually think that might go over, but I think the Seahawks are scoring over 30 in this spot against the Raiders. And uh, then they cover three and a half. What's their team implied total? Uh, I would put it at like, a, like 20. Seahawks, probably 24. Yeah. 24.8. Yeah. Give me the Seahawks team total over to pair with that, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, I like that pick a lot. I'm not putting it on my card, but I do do like it. The Raiders are weird. They've been <laughs> put up some points in their uh, division matchups. You know, like they put up, what was it, 27, 30 against the Chiefs. So I, I stayed away from it here, but I've the Seahawks have been good to me this year. So I, I mean, I like Gino pick. has been the biggest shock of the season to me. Yeah. Like, he's looked so good. He really has. Um, all right. Uh, uh, next we got, uh, the chargers going to play the Cardinals. Kyler Murray sounds like he's coming back. I don't know. I doubt Mike Williams plays, uh, Keenan Allen's obviously back. Let's start with, uh, Corey here. Um, yeah, I mean, I lean taking the Chargers here minus four and a half Cardinals only one of the worst teams at home, uh, statistically, and the NFL, and what the last two seasons they've like, I think they've won like a total of three games. Um, they're they're not good at home, um, but I do think with Kyle Murray coming back, and the Chargers defense kind of Marquise being Brown, sorry as well, is is Kyler for sure coming back? I saw yeah. some reports that they might wait until next after their bye week next week. They can't. I don't know. They literally can't keep waiting. I mean, they I, have to I saw that he's coming back, but you know, like. That's what um, pretty recently. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's questionable for the game. Um, I mean, for them to, they have to win games right now. Like they can't keep bleeding games here. Like this is a must win for the Cardinals. Um, and you know, but I, I don't trust them. I, I think Cliff Kingsbury is a terrible coach. Uh, he should probably be out of the NFL. Kyler Murray should definitely not have gotten paid that much money. Um, he's not proven anything in the NFL at all. Um, and then on the other side, you have the Chargers with a very good team, very talented team. They're a little beat up, and you know, 
Um, I mean, which team isn't right now in, you know, end of November here. Um, but I like the over here. Um, over's gone 11, gone over um, 11 out of the last 16 games for the Chargers and five out of five for the last Arizona game. So give me the over here. Um, I, I just think there's going to be a lot, of hot, a lot of points scored here. I think it's going to be an entertaining game. And ultimately, I think the Chargers do end up winning this game. Um, so give me, yeah, give me the over and I lean the Chargers minus four and a half. Do you guys know how many snaps Kyler Murray has taken since the Call of Duty release? Zero. The answer is zero. <laughs> zero. And I heard he's an, uh, absolute, he's an absolute fraud. I heard he's, Justin he's Herbert's like, got the call in for a double XP weekend too. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know he's going to be distracted. Uh, I actually I mean, that, go ahead. It's funny. No, I was just going to say it's funny. Like everyone coming into the year is like, ooh, no Call of Duty coming out. Like fade Kyler Murray. And like here we are three weeks later, hasn't played it down. Not a coincidence at this point. There's too yeah, many stars hammy. that are aligning. That hammy popped up out of nowhere seemingly. Yeah. yeah. Are you are you FaZe Clan or are you a Cardinal? <laughs> you have to pick one. <laughs> You're trying to have his cake and eat it too. I mean, yeah. he's on my fantasy team, so I have a little bit of anger built up in that yeah. scenario. So I definitely would um, too. Um, I'm gonna go Chargers here, minus four and a half. Uh, like Corey was saying, Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals at home have been abysmal the last two years. Um, I initially thought Colt McCoy was getting the start here, but it sounds like you guys are confident that Kyler's coming back. Um, obviously, Marquise Brown gives them a boost there too. So I do like the over. But I think um, you saw how much of a difference Keenan Allen makes for that Chargers offense, um, putting up 27 in a close game against the Chiefs. Uh, I think another week of him coming back healthy and getting healthier uh, is going to is going to bump them over um, to win by a touchdown here. So Chargers minus four and a half at Cardinals team, man. Also, the Cardinals offensive line is completely decimated and they just fired their offensive line coach because he was groping people in Mexico. Um, so is that what happened? Oh, yeah. Gross. After, the, after game. the game. Yeah. So just not a team you want to root for at all, just in general. Um, yeah. I mean, it looked like the 49ers could, if the Cardinals didn't practice all week tackling, like how to <laughs> tackle, like I think they, everyone that coaching staff should be fired because they just didn't know how to tackle in Mexico and, I don't know if it was because the atmosphere or the atmosphere, the altitude um, or whatever, but they looked so bad. So bad. Oh, God. Talk about being disappointing. Cardinals are, I think, at the top of the peak there. Yeah. All right. Next, we got the Saints going to play the 49ers in San Francisco. The spread at minus nine and a half. Um Looks like, Corey, this is your lock of the week. It is my lock of the week, PB. Um, I'm glad you stated that. Uh, talking about more abysmal teams here. Uh, New Orleans Saints are a bad football team at the moment. Um, they Their offense is up and down week to week. Um, their defense, something in the water there. No one can stay healthy. Um, and on the flip side, you have a... Probably one of the best teams in NFC right now in the 49ers. The record doesn't reflect it, but they are truly one of the best teams. They can do anything they want on offense. Um, defense, I mean, they're, you know, they're a pretty solid defense as well. Um, you got Bosa there. I mean, you got 
um Greenlaw playing linebacker. I, I don't know his status. He came off the field injured holding his hand um late in that game. So I gotta see um what his status is, but I mean he's not popping up on the injury report at this moment, so maybe he's okay. Um yeah, San Francisco 49ers look like an absolute wagon right now. But what I'm gonna do, I'm actually gonna take the under here. Um, I think this is a safe play. Nine and a half points is a lot. Um, I mean, though the Saints suck at covering games right now, two and four in the last six. Um, you know, and San Francisco's 12 and six ATS in the last 18. Um, I just think the under's the play here. Um, I think they just keep the ball away from the Saints the entire game with the run offense. Um, yeah, and I think the Saints just get absolutely ran over here, but I'm gonna take the under and be safe, but definitely lean uh the nine and a half for the 49ers. So to clarify, they get run over, but they probably don't lose by more than 10. No, I, I said I, I lean nine and a half. Oh, okay. I just like the under better. Well, I think the under was probably the smarter choice because we're getting Lattimore, Bradley Roby, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Mark Ingram, not as, as important. And then our offensive line is getting healthy. So all the things that you know have been going wrong for the Saints where our team's just been like one of the worst like the, the unit we're rolling we've been rolling out has been so bad although there's one guy i w- will say just quickly this guy caden ellis linebacker on the saints has been just an absolute stud and i hope they keep playing him with some of these guys coming back i would too because when trent williams comes around that corner he's gonna be looking for someone to kill and that sounds like a name that he would kill yeah. yeah, well, every, I'm just going to say everything the 49ers do well is exactly what the Saints are good at defending. Defending tight ends, defending the run. Um, like, Yeah, but Chris McCaffrey is the best running back in, in the league, and he's worth three other players. So I think he, he should be just fine against your shitty defense. So yeah. well, you're, we'll you're a bad on. team, PB. Your team's bad right now, and you've admitted it. What they're rolling out is not good. You say you're right, but now we're. I'm not admitting that anymore. I'm saying besides oh, okay. quarterback, besides quarterback, we are. No, but you just said he had one of the best games team. of his career. So what last is it? week he did. So is he good or is he bad? What are we doing here? I think he's bad, but he played well last week. Okay, so we're rolling with Andy Dalton again because Jameis Winston I stinks. Stinks. No, thank you. <laughs> it's not Why did he lose his job? <clears throat> because the coaching staff is making some stupid decisions. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. But I anyway, think they're, on they're the making phone. stupid decisions because he makes stupid decisions on the field. Why don't, why don't we call a spade a spade here, Pete? Next game, we got the Packers going to play the <laughs> Eagles. Nick, what's your pick here? Put Jameis in. <laughs> um, Easy. <laughs> All right, my pick for the Packers versus the Eagles. This one's minus seven. Tough. Minus seven in favor of the Eagles. Yes, this one's kind of tough. Um, this is the worst Packers team we've seen in a decade, but I still think they have good talent on their team. I don't think they should be getting blown out. They have Aaron Rodgers, reigning MVP. Their receivers are lackluster we'll say that but maybe they found some uh, magic in christian watson first round pick from last year so i'm gonna go with that narrative because it seemed to work last week uh and i still think the eagles are in that mid-season lull they got really hot and now i think they're gonna start falling the other way um i don't know i'm just gonna go with the packers plus seven yeah i i like a competitive game 
You know? I, I yeah, I like that pick. I you you I like honestly the think thought. You just like, have to I think like, that Aaron Rodgers can't lose again, right? Dude. Yeah. But I, I like, I like the Aaron that they, I like what you wall. said about the Eagles declining because like I I again we saw I mean the Colts was probably one of the better defenses he's faced this year. Like they've had such an easy schedule and they've been able to just run over teams. And yeah, then they played a good defense, although they were a little shell shocked and it was a very low scoring game and their offense didn't do much. Well, the Packers also have probably one of the better defenses they've faced this year. So I, I like the thought process on the Eagles, like, you know, maybe not being as big of a splash as everyone might've thought at the beginning of the year. Also, uh, fuck Sirianni, Del- dude. Like Go ahead. him going up after the game and saying, this is for Frank, like, dude, you first of all, Frank Reich absolutely sucked as a head coach for the Colts. Yeah. He might've gotten played dirty here at the end of his, you know, before he got his tenure, before he got fired, like having to play Sam Allinger and benching and benching Matt Ryan. And then Jonathan Taylor got hurt and the offensive line sucked. But dude, that's your job as a head coach is to like understand like what's around you and how to utilize it. And he never did. And you, I mean, with like the, with Jeff Saturday's era now, like the Colts actually look like a competitive team with Frank Reich. Like he go down and just couldn't do anything. So yeah. Fuck Sirianni, dude. I, I hope the Eagles lose the rest of their games. You fucking clown. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. All right. Well, yeah. that seems, you know, personally fueled, but I, I think like the Eagles story is like Dallas Goddard's a huge loss um, that nobody's really talking about. I mean, that's their main under route weapon. So now you get a Packers team who has Jari Alexander locking down AJ Brown your weapons are pretty much Miles Sanders and uh, Slim Ninja. So I don't think which that's James, the which, right uh, name for him, but yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I think it just limits the the multi-dimension of their offense. Goddard was huge. Yeah. All right. Don't hate it. Don't hate it, but I will not back bet the Packers at all ever again this that's year. Right. I told myself – Three weeks ago, I wouldn't do it. What did I do on Thursday? Bet the Packers. What happened? The Titans run over them. Not doing it. Can't. Monday night football, we got the Steelers going to play the Colts. Um, of course, I don't think we've gone a week. Corey Colt talks Mello. about me being a Saints. Colt Mello. A Saints homer. And like he, I've had the Saints in maybe a few picks this year. He's undefeated. He's hitting him. He's hitting what are you talking? Him. Yeah, you can't be like if yeah. – if, if he's a homer, but if it's hitting, it's that's true. I, I, it's just he, it's just he always seems even to be the Chiefs game. game. I was, I was even gonna pick. The, yeah, I picked the Chiefs. That might be, that might be the, the pick of the that and the Eagles might be yeah. the picks of the year. Yeah. He knows, yeah. he knows when to throw it on the line. So, I, you know, yeah. all right, we'll throw it again on the line, Corey. What's your pick here? Steelers versus Colts, Monday Night Football in Indy. First of all, I want to say I wasn't even gonna pick this game. Um, this is kind of a replacement pick, so. I don't know if you can count this towards my record or not, but we're going to take and it anyway. It's one of your five picks. It is one of my five picks. You're, you're right. I could have done a couple other games. But you know what? You go back to the well when the well is cold, like drinking water is cold. Fresh. When it's fresh. Yeah, fresh. That's the word. That's what I was looking for. Cold. I'm talking about hot streak. I guess the two don't coincide pretty well. Um, yeah, I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take my Colts here at home, minus two and a half. Um, I really love the under in this game as well. 
Uh, Colts, 14 of the last 16 games have gone under. Um, four of the last six for the Pittsburgh Steelers have gone under, uh, barring that somehow the Steelers found offense against against the Bengals' defense, uh, which scares me for the Bengals because if the Steelers can put up 30 points against you... Um, Should have been more, too. Yeah, and it's that's a divisional game. Like, that's usually those games are lower scoring. So uh, that was a little weird one. Um, but again, I like the, what the Colts are doing. I will say the offense coordinator in a second game against the Eagles, um, he's definitely struggled. He definitely mapped out the, like the first 20 plays for the Colts and they looked insane on that first drive and they scored right away. And then they didn't score a touchdown the rest of the game. Um, they had the ball on the goal line, which ultimately cost them the game because they didn't score the end of kicking a field goal there. Um, but as long as the Colts can keep Matt Ryan up and the offensive line can get the, the push on the front, um, you know, the front D line there, then we have a chance. Um, so with that being said, I will take the Colts minus two and a half here in a low scoring game. I think the final score will probably be like, oh man, 21, 17, 10, 21, 17, maybe something like that. Um, but yeah, just give me the Colts, take the homer pick, call it what you want. But again, I am four, one, four and one when picking the Colts. So be, I think take five that. and one after last week. No, oh, yeah, five and one. Sorry, and I took fifty dollars off PB. I think two or three times picking the Colts. So <laughs> add that to the to tally as well. I wish they were playing this game in Mexico City. Uh, I think what? that was last Monday. Last Monday night, I was watching on uh, Telemundo Chicago. Oh, and I'm I'm not saying I'm fluent in Spanish, but I I like oh to listen God. and try and pick up as much as I can. <laughs> But just the enth- the enthusiasm that those announcers bring, electric. Um, it was it was almost more fun than the the Peyton brothers or Peyton and Eli going at it. I just love the energy. It's yeah. like it's way more fun. Yeah, <laughs> I need more of that. It's electric. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for Week Twelve Picks Show. We'll be back breaking down the DFS slate on DraftKings on Friday. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time.